everyone, and welcome to another episode of GFT. We've been gone for a very long time. October got away with us. I am your host, Kat LaForgia, and our other wonderful host, Leah. I'm here now, so what's up? How you doing, Leah? (laughs) I'm alive, awake, alert, and enthusiastic. Okay. And... Uh, I'm a human being. Okay. Yes. Yes, you are, and we're gl- we're glad you're a human being because I think, I think, in all honesty, it would be very, very difficult to be doing this if you were like a puppy. Puppies would be bad. Wait, I mean, they're adorable. Fun. We love we love puppies. I have three of them. Well, I have well three dogs now, but still, and my my. Balder, Siberian Husky, is kind of still a puppy. He's only a year old. So, That's yeah. so sad. I want a puppy. <laughs> you can come here and play with all of them. So, I guess let's let's start with, we've, we've been completely overwhelmed lately. Well, at least I have. Um, Leah and I actually haven't been able to get, get the ability to touch base. Because Kat was dying. I've been, yeah, I got injured. Um, I broke my foot. I got really sick. And somebody cat was dying. I've been overwhelmed with work because I'm doing the job of two people. And on top of that, I'm doing some side projects. So when I say I've been overwhelmed, I've been kind of overbooking myself and it's been kind of taking its toll. So, so cat we was are- dying. So we're hopefully going to uh, rectify that and have things settled now. Okay. So, Don't die. Yes. We're, we're attempting not to. So we are going to go back to the original. Well, not the original, but we a couple weeks ago. Last time on GFT. Actually, the last time on GFT, we talked about Rejected Princesses. What which, did you get your book? Yes. My poor niece, she's not getting nailed until Christmas. Sorry. <laughs> and and I got mine and I love it. Um, He was awesome and he did two drawings in mine because I had hit him up on Twitter and I had seen him. Uh, one of his uh, artworks he did for somebody else. So he did both the one that I requested plus this other extra one. So he's he's awesome. And uh, I got that. It's it's I love it. I absolutely adore the book. Um, and my mom thought it was great. I can't wait to read mine. I I started going through it. I went immediately to the tough section because <laughs> once you guys get the book, you realize that they put it in like ratings from like easy Disney princess level to this may be a horror movie. You've been warned. Yeah, you've been sort of warned with the graphicness of the character that he's doing. But he he did it in a way so like you can share some of the book with children and then afterwards you are going to say, no, uh, you can read this when you're older. Um, So we have, uh, so I got my book in, which I, again, I love. Uh, But before that, we had started talking about character alignments. And I guess we should, we never actually went into why we just start 
uh, decided to start talking about character alignments. And I, I'm not sure if I actually explained to Leah why I wanted to discuss character alignments. I just said, hey, as a topic, why don't we do character alignments? Um, so I guess let's let's start with why I decided to do this. If you've been living under a rock or if this is your first time hearing us, I am a family therapist. I see clients um, two to three times a week. I go to their homes and I see them and I am certified in something called ecosystemic family therapy, which by the way, one of the co-creators of ecosystemic family therapy, Salvador Mnuchin, has passed away. He passed away October 29th. And that was actually a big hit for me because I had the opportunity to meet him this past April and I could not go to see him. So I was really upset that he actually passed away before I actually got the chance to kind of, you know, kind of pick that brain. So so one of the things I do in ecosystemic family therapy and actually just in family therapy in general is I use a lot of different um, theories and modalities to work with my clients. And sometimes I do narrative therapy. So basically kind of telling their story. But because I'm kind of geeky and depending on who my client is and if they're willing to work with me, we'll do things like creating their own superhero or creating their own comic regarding what we're talking about in therapy. So if this is a very trauma um, if I'm dealing with a client with a lot of trauma, this is some uh, is one of the ways that I'll work with them to help them kind of overcome that trauma. So knowing character alignments kind of gives them a baseline of what to work on with when they're developing their own comic books or th- they're just developing their story. Um, so Leah made me take the test today on what my alignment is. And and I wasn't surprised. Leah, were you surprised with my outcome? No. Not <laughs> not not even a little. What is your alignment again, Leah? I am chaotic neutral. In summary, I do what I want when I want if I want to do it. And uh that's pretty much my personality in general. I don't care. My if it makes me happy, my motto is make yourself happy. And that is my motto, what I will teach my children, while I'll teach my children t- children, do what makes you happy. And that apparently makes me chaotic neutral. Sorry, not sorry. And and Ooh. my friends and I, like my friends who I play D&D with, we've all discussed this in real life. Um, with all the, all the things I kind of do, we all say I'm honestly um, more of a chaotic neutral. <laughs> but we, we took the test today. And I am neutral evil. Uh, I'm really, I really am not surprised by it, but just in case anybody else is, yes, I'm, I'm neutral evil. Um, in case you were surprised, don't be. <laughs> yeah. Just because I'm a, uh, I'm a therapist. <laughs> Does not mean I'm neutral. Yeah. Well, Which you are kind of neutral. <laughs> I, yeah, I am neutral. Um, but I, I do follow all HIPAA regulations and I do follow my uh, ethics, my code of ethics for marriage and family therapists. But apparently in my personal life, I'm kind of just evil. We accept um, it. Yeah, we all kind of accept it. So this this is the reason why I decided we needed to do this. Um, 
So this is more of a like, okay, yeah, if you're just hanging out with your friends, hey, if you want to discuss it with them and find out what kind of alignment they think they are, it's it's kind of a, a funny conversation to have with them. But when you're dealing Especially with when her, you want to be cool and say, I totally am a true neutral and you find out, no, you're evil. It's cool. <laughs> I never said I was true neutral. I mean, I'm a bit of an asshole. I will admit it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not true true neutral. I thought I was true neutral, and they were like, "Nah, nah, nah." You're not true neutral. Damn, my feelings hurt. <laughs> I tell people I'm chaotic neutral, and the best way for me to explain that to you is this: I will be your best friend, and I will help you do whatever I possibly can to make you happy. But the moment I'm pissed off, I will stab you in the neck, and then keep stabbing you because you're bleeding to death on my shoes. That's not neutral. <laughs> oh, we're probably going to have to discuss these laws, aren't we? Yeah. So Definitely. again, so we, we use this as a, uh, we use this in therapy. Well, I use this in therapy to help with my cl- clients and sort of developing the rules of creating their comic book character and their world. And the reason why we go through this, of course, is this is, how Superman and Batman sort of came to be. There is for all those people who know Batman, there's an actual Batman Bible and not like this is something that you buy in the store. This is, this is passed down with comic writers. So there are certain rules and regulations. You can pretty much write a Batman story any way you want to. But he has to adhere to a lot of different rules. So if you want to write a story about what if Batman's parents didn't die, guess what? You can do it. But you got to obey the rules. Yeah, but you still have to obey their rules. And you're going to have to prove that it's still going to follow those rules. And then at the end of it, you're still going to have to say, but that's a what if situation. And... We all know that didn't happen because the rules literally say the reason why he's Batman is because his parents are dead. So Batman's parents can uh, must always die. Rule number one, Batman's parents are dead. Yeah. So this could be one of those, like, it's a dream sequence. Batman's reliving what he thinks, whatever. But no matter what, for him to be Batman, you know, it would it would literally just be bruce wayne then he wouldn't be batman anymore what would bruce wayne be like if his parents hadn't died headcanon he this would be how he turned into owl man oh my god let's not even go there (laughs) no but think about it so if batman's parents didn't die he would still be a rich kid which means he would still be his family would still be within the grass of the court of owls so there's a high likeness that he may become a protege of the Court of Owls, i.e. Circa Rachel Ghoul, and become Owl Man instead of Batman. Oh! Injustice! <laughs> Canon. There you go. You're welcome. So top that. All right. So uh I guess let's let's talk about these rules of um neutrality so yeah so we did uh the good alignment last uh last time we discussed this we're going to discuss uh the neutral alignments so again it goes um 
lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good. And then the neutrals are lawful neutral, true neutral, and chaotic neutral. And then the next one we will be talking about are the evils. So lawful evil, neutral evil, and chaotic evil. Um, so part of this, as as seen in our last um, neutral alignment episode, we'll, each of us will bring um, some characters to the table. I will, of course, focus on Marvel, and Kat will all of course, focus on DC and we'll try to prove to each other why these people are um, obeying the rules of their alignment. And if they are pro, if they are officially there, their alignment, if they pass the, the test of being part of that alignment. And, and what we will always say is these are our own personal thoughts and opinions on these things if you think we're wrong if you agree with us if you are thinking how the fuck did you miss this character you know hit us up and let us know um but but i'm always right (laughs) but leah's always right (laughs) and me i'm an asshole and i could probably care less That's so not true. I really (laughs) like everybody. And and please, please listen to us. Neutral evil. Believe that. That's a bias. So, Leah. Okay, so the first one, guys, was lawful neutral. As per the definition that we found on easydamus.com, a lawful neutral character acts as law, tradition, or personal co-director. Order and organization are paramount to her. She may believe in personal order and live by a code or standard, or she may believe in order for all and favor a strong, organized government. Lawful neutral is the best alignment you can be if it means you are because it means you're reliable and honorable without being a zealot. Lawful neutral can also be dangerous when it seeks to eliminate all freedom, choice, and diversity in society. So rules are rules and the rules the ten lawful neutral commandments are thou shalt not lie you shall not kill the innocent you shall not murder you shall help the needy if such action advances law and order you shall honor legitimate authority you shall follow the law you shall not betray others i you am shall the not law aid Girl, we about to go. <laughs> I was like, I really thought of a character. Um, okay, keep you going. shall not betray others. <laughs> you shall not aid criminals. You shall honor all oaths. You shall promote unlimited order in society. And so, the 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 ten lawful neutral sins are failing to alert authorities to a crime, <laughs> treating a peer with disrespect. Placing personal desire above adherence to the law, breaking your word to your peer or ally, failing to assist allies in need, breaking a major law, failing to assist your superior when in need, treating a superior with disrespect, breaking your word to your superior, breaking a sacred oath or written contrast, or aiding the forces of chaos and disorder. So I guess no, like, worshipping chaos demons or chaos deities, no. right? Okay. That would be bad. So, so 
Who do you have for lawful neutral then? I had the first one I had was actually Cyclops. Okay. Go with me on this one. Okay, I'm gonna so, go. Cyclops. go. <laughs> because so, because you're apparently not talking about like Cyclops now. You're talking about Cyclops then. Well, actually okay. it's kind of both. So the thing about Cyclops is because he's so lawful neutral, it kind of just like went kind of crazy as per the original definition that it became it sought to eliminate all freedom choice and diversity so cyclops was the second in command for most versions of x-men and the first in command in the last couple of years um for the x-men team and with great power became came great responsibility so he Spider-Man. would be damn it i'm sorry i'm i'm like <laughs> i'm i'm having a squirrel moment sorry it's okay i understand i've been there all the time <laughs> so cyclops as the leader of the x-men has been very this is what we are um his his laws were the um, to protect uh, the order of the X-Men, which meant we're going to find all young X-Men, we're going to save them, we're going to bring them to the school so that they can learn, and then we can, and we obey what Professor Xavier tells us to do, because that is what the laws of X-Men are based on. Okay. The issue was, is that over time, the as Cyclops evolved as a character, he no longer sought Professor Xavier as the authority or as a superior, he started seeing the laws of X-Men as the superior. So when Professor Xavier no longer matched what his image of what the X-Men were, he became a, he had to be removed, which is how R.I.P. Xavier, Charles Xavier. That's messed up. Yeah, but his thing was is that he did do all of the rules. He mm-hmm. always obeyed the law, and that was and you shall not aid criminals, which was a lot of for a lot of comments that was a focus point because there would be situations where they would be dealing with a negative character, maybe Toad or Mystique or whatever, and they mm-hmm. would say you gotta. For some reason, they'd be like, you got to let him go. And he'd be like, no, because he is a bad guy. And the only thing that would stop him would be either Xavier making an executive order stop or somebody letting them go while he wasn't looking. So that is why he is quite the lawful neutral dick. He's also a dick. (laughs) He's a lawful dick. Yeah. Okay. You shall obey this dick. Wow. That's deep. Ah. Woo. I felt that one. (laughs) What's your... Tell me a DC character. I have many DC characters because I am going for the Green Lantern Corps. Uh... So the Green Lantern Corps were going with this whole like they they honor legitimate authority. They are the legitimate uh, legitimate authority. 
the, their thing is though that they will help the needy mostly because the needy is within their jurisdiction. So where it says you shall help the needy if such action advances law and order, that's exactly why they're doing it. They uh, always honor all their oaths. Um, and some of the problems that they've had is based on that whole thing of you shall not aid criminals. So what ends up happening for them is they will have situations where I guess Sinestro would be the best one. The reason why he became um, a yellow lantern is just that whole thing where he was like, listen, we, we have better ways of doing things, but you know, he, he went from, from lawful neutral um, and this is my thoughts. So he went from lawful neutral to lawful evil, which is, which is definitely an easy jump to sort of make. Mm. And a lot of people say that the guardians are that way. Um, I will argue against that in a little bit. Um, so the guardians <laughs> of Oa are the people who kind of power that giant lantern that powers their all uh, all the other lantern cores rings. Oh, you know what? You know who I also forgot of? I can't even remember his name. That's the that's the messed up part. He was um, one of the blue, the the blue lanterns. Lito? Oh, huh? I was gonna say Lito. My first answer. No, was I can't blue remember Lito. his name. Yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. I forgot his name. <laughs> but yes, he's uh, one of the blue lanterns. But yeah, so we're gonna go with the Green Lantern Corps because their major thing was always, of course, the fact that. They they literally follow like if you read the ten lawful neutral commandments, it might as well just say the Green Lantern commandments. Um, you well, should remember that episode. Society. Which one? Do you remember that episode from? I believe it was the Justice League. Um, maybe Unlimited, but it was the episode where John believed that he accidentally blew up a planet, mm-hmm. and he refused to like defend himself because he believed that he did a crime. He did not question the authority that said that he did a crime. Exactly. He just thought he saw that the planet exploded and was like, I broke a major law. I did not do what I was supposed to. I deserve death. So and no that questions would go, asked. That would go under the number nine, you shall honor all oaths. Um, cause their major thing of course is their, their green and uh, the green lantern oath. And, um, that was the first thing he did was like, okay, I blew up a, pl- a planet. My oath is I completely, whether or not I wanted to or not, I fucked up and. And now I deserve to die. Yeah. Do you, do you want me to go into my second, my, my second lawful neutral or are you going to No, go I don't want to do one. Okay, go do it. Do Yay. it. My other one, so this one is a person and uh, the leader and the group of itself. So I'm talking about SHIELD. So as you all know, SHIELD stands for something extremely long. What does SHIELD stand for? What does SHIELD stand for? It stands for something? I just thought it was like SHIELD. Agents of SHIELD. We don't stand for anything other than like... Shield. There it is. Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage Logistics Directorate, aka Stanley, really wanted to name something Shield. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's 
Stanley was like, I've got the perfect name for a group. We're going to call them S.H.I.E.L.D. But not just we're, we're not just going to call them S.H.I.E.L.D. because I think there's already a comic book character called The S.H.I.E.L.D. So we're going to call it S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's going to be an acronym for something. Exactly. What? So the original um, name was Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage and Logistics Directorate. But they changed it to Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division which is basically the same thing, but they just made it sound more Americanized. I think that whole yeah, land word I, I think was it more fitting. Com- it completely rolls off the tongue so naturally. Of course. Someone <laughs> really likes acronyms. There's an acronym for their other, their subgroup called SWORD, but I'm not going into that. So oh SHIELD is the, um, basically, it's their FBI. It's like FBI's FBI. It's the CIA's FBI CIA. It's this extreme team that handles anything that is outside of everyone else's realm and jurisdiction. Um, and so the leader of this group is Nick Fury, who is Dun, da, da, da. black. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Was I too late on that? <laughs> no, that was perfect. <laughs> so Nick Fury is this at first white guy, now black guy, because the black guy played him better in TV, who got only one eye, and his job is to make things work. Whether or not that is to your advantage may not always be the truth. So he has let everyone think that Coulson died because he knew that that would unite the agents, although he did technically die, but whatever. So he let that happen, did not inform anyone that Coulson was back alive just because he was like, let me tell you how this would work for me. He also has left people for dead because the job was to get A, B, and C. And he's had to do a lot of dusty things because at the end of the day, the rules of S.H.I.E.L.D. are the rules of S.H.I.E.L.D. And his oath is to keep the Earth safe. And he will do that by any means necessary. That's just fucked up. So in other words, we're saying the motto of the lawful... Neutral, neutral is by any means but, but yeah i'm sorry i'm just lawful neutral code motto is uh by any means necessary yes the rules as long as we don't break the rules rules are rules let's get get her done Boo. love it i don't agree with this what I don't know, but I don't. I don't feel like agreeing with it. I, I don't know. I think I think the neutrals are really real. Like, I I think a lot of the neutral characters are assholes because of their their neutrality. I guess is the best way to say yeah. it. Um, I'm looking at you, Sweden. Uh- <laughs> I think it's because their being neutral makes you apathetic. Yeah, and and I think that's where I think that's why a lot of us have issues with true neutral characters. So I mean, 
and and to talk about like having problems with true neutral characters or I'm sorry with neutral characters we can talk Amanda Waller who is lawful neutral and everybody will consider like a giant dick like <laughs> she's she's just she's just an asshole and why is she an asshole because she it's i have a mission this is what you have to do these are the rules and i don't care who gets hurt she does not aid criminals but she hires criminals as in the suicide squad yep and puts tracking devices in them and, and it doesn't matter what happens if they fuck so up their it own, doesn't their matter own. yeah she's not really into helping the needy if it literally if she ends up helping the needy it's because it's a byproduct of what the mission was it's yep. not because of something that she's she she doesn't go out of her way to help the needy that it's questionable about the shall you shall honor all oaths and it's just based on the fact of what oaths are she is she following if she's following the rule of whatever government agency is uh is spearheading her campaign or who's paying for her campaign then yeah guess what she follows the, those oaths <laughs> she doesn't place personal desire above adherence to the law she does because her personal desire is usually the adherence is to whose law let's be clear a lot these neutrals well, are to whose law if this is a, an objective state, uh, well state again so so the the 10 lawful neutral sins place placing personal desire above adherence to the law whatever law she is following whatever government she is being paid by whatever her personal desire is not above that law if you went through the suicide squad movie everybody was is going to argue that point because she was the objective she was we have to get her, save her and get her out and whatever the reason why she was was just actually because of the fact that she had all the knowledge and she had all that information <laughs> was that her own personal desire or was that actually a, conting a, a contingency plan we don't know because we weren't there when they were creating this um and we can say you know what her personal desire was to live but if you've seen some of the other and oh my god i can't remember which one it was this is specifically a batman one where she she was she said if it if you need to you have to go without me then um and i, I can't even remember which episode what this was but this it was a batman one the, suicide the cartoon suicide squad Oh, it might be the, the cartoon Suicide Squad. Maybe that's what I was watching. Uh, yeah, things kind of, yeah. Sorry, people. I, I'm really sorry. I can't quote anything right now. But yes, so so she has had moments where she was like, nope, uh, the, the mission is the most important thing. And if you got to go without me, then you got to go without me. If I'm the one that's holding you back, then guess what? Hmm. But technically, she's also the superior. So she doesn't have a lot of people to treat res with respect other than the president, I believe. And even then, she's like, mm, are you paying, though? Yeah, she she's very, very respectful to his face. <laughs> and then she clicks off, idiot. <laughs> uh-huh. Which reminds me of my last character for Law School Neutral, which is the Black Widow. And she works for S.H.I.E.L.D. She's like their number one operative. 
and her job is always shield even in the movies in the marvel cinematic universe her job is shield she befriended she befriended captain america when she thought it was her job she befriended the hulk as her job when it came down to civil war she chose her job even though her best friend her best best friend Ryder died was on the other team and she's like can we still hang out after as she's trying to kick his ass <laughs> she's hysterical but that is the black widow character she knows her job is to be a spy to be peon for the use of a of shield i was about to say use for the agents of shield but she's only for shields and the only person who she really listens to is nick fury and even when she has been in situations where she did not get the full story, she and she always is just like, you didn't tell me? And he's like, yeah, it was above your pay grade. And she's like, you're a dick. And then moves on. Like, she's never, like, it never changes her opinion or changes her future actions. She just goes with whatever is being told to her, good or bad. Actually, I have one more. Which one? Uh, Apollo. Apollo is a great one because he is very much for the, like, he goes with the law. It's very much like, I, 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 I oh my God, I don't, like, I, I get a, a warm fuzzy when I speak about Apollo. Apollo is awesome because of the fact that he is almost, I, I want to say almost like Superman. Um, He is that lawful character, but whereas Superman, people will automatically say he's a Boy Scout. <laughs> Apollo so really Apollo. isn't a boy he's he's not so much a boy scout but he's also not he, he wouldn't wouldn't uh break the law for any reason he's very much like this is the law and we have to follow it and these are the you know these are the rules these are the oaths I have to follow um but then if you think about it his um I don't remember if they got married oh actually I think they did get married so his husband Midnighter is like the complete opposite of that, but he's not Aww. evil. Apollo and Midnight, the sun and the yeah. night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> idiot. <laughs> so, so Apollo is this really great character, um, and I'm literally just learning about him, so I can't go too much into him. But he is uh, lawful, <laughs> so Apollo will definitely. Uh, adhere to all of our our i guess 10 commandments when it comes to lawful neutral um he will not lie he has never killed the innocent um he doesn't murder he, i'm trying to remember if i've ever seen him actually help the needy <laughs> was that within his laws you know i know actually there's one you know and and we keep saying you know it's one of those things like what is what is the the what is their governing body that they believe in so one of the things that one of the main 10 commandments number five is you shall honor legitimate authority so when we went back to amanda waller and we're saying like what are the rules she's following she has legitimate authority she usually works for the u.s government there hasn't been a situation ever that she's worked for some entity that she wasn't 100 percent sure on Maybe the entity may not be on the up and up, but usually it's for the U.S. government. So that would be her legitimate authority that she's working for. Midnighter. I mean, oh, not Midnighter. So not Midnighter. I'm sorry. Apollo. 
<laughs> Apollo does uh work with the Justice League. So their legitimate authority would be um sort of like the UN. Yeah. So he obeys the UN? He would he would obey the, the rules of the UN. Yeah. Okay. Which there's that whole Geneva Convention and stuff that they have rules. And that would be my last one. Okay, so what about true neutral? So true neutral. The def- the definition of true neutral is uh, a neutral character does what, what seems to be a good idea. She doesn't feel very strongly one way or the other when it comes to good versus evil or law versus chaos. Most neutral characters exhibit a lack of conviction or bias rather than a commitment to neutrality. Such a character thinks of good as better than evil. After all, she would rather have good neighbors and rulers than evil ones. Still, she's not personally committed to upholding good in any abstract or universal way. Some neutral characters, on the other hand, commit themselves philosophically to neutrality. They see good, evil, law, and chaos as prejudices and dangerous extremes. They advocate the middle way of neutrality as the best, most balanced road in the long run. Um, Neutral is the best alignment you can be because it means you act naturally without prejudice or compulsion and can be dangerous alignment when it represents apathy, indifference, and lack of conviction. Sorry. So let's go straight to our 10 neutral commandments. 10 true neutral commandments. So again, this is from Easy Dabmas dot com so one you shall not uh you shall avoid lies you shall not kill the innocent you shall not murder you shall help the needy if your act if such action aids yourself you shall honor those who honor you you shall follow the law unless breaking the law can advance you without harming others um you shall not betray others unless you your life is in jeopardy you shall aid those who aid you in and harm those who harm you you shall not promote an extreme viewpoint and you shall advance yourself without harming others. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the 10 neutral sin, true neutral sins, uh, trying to, uh, one is trying to persuade others to take a stance on a moral or ethical issue Two, failing to assist a friend or ally three killing for any reason other than survival Four, breaking your word to a friend or ally, unless life is threatened, Five, needless torture. Six, making a sacrifice for someone unrelated to you. Seven, refusing to kill when important to your survival. Eight, betraying an ally or friend unless life is in danger. Nine, showing mercy to, to a dire enemy. And ten, taking sides in conflicts doesn't affect your survival. Hmm. So the first person I'm actually going to say would be true neutral. And again, my own opinion, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing? So, Swamp Thing. So, we say Swamp Thing for the mere fact that Swamp Thing's main purpose is not about morality. It's not about good versus evil. It's um, man versus nature. So, his thing is very much to protect plant life, green, things like that. Now, somebody, I can hear the argument, somebody saying, well, Poison Ivy does the same thing. Poison Ivy is an extreme. She has a morality that she follows um, and she will kill for it. Whereas Swamp Thing wouldn't go out of his way to kill. He's just a protector of the forest. 
Poison Ivy will say, I'm going to kill this dude because he hurt this plant when he was walking down the road the other day and he stepped on a weed. Well, for us, it would be a weed, a dandelion. And that would be Poison Ivy. So she's an extreme. Um, Swamp Thing, on the other hand, will, uh, people are cutting down trees. I'm not going to kill them, but I'm going to stop them. If someone dies while I'm stopping them, well, that happens, but he's not going out of his way to kill people. Poison Ivy, again, will go out of her (laughs) way to torture people, kill for this, for that protection. And she goes out of her way to... She goes out of her way to break the first sin and that's trying to persuade others to take a stance. Her Oh you know, yeah. Her origin story yeah, where is that she's a pr- protester, like a professional protester for plant life. So so it uh so it's gonna be dependent on like well actually no, it's not dependent. I'm sorry. Um Swamp Thing is definitely going to be my my lead in the true neutral commandments. Uh he is a true neutral. He <laughs> he doesn't want it. He doesn't he doesn't want to interfere in the lives of man. Um and he helps because of the that whole um you shall help the needy if such action aid yourself. Basically, you came into my swamp and I want you to get the fuck out. So I'm going to help you get out. Good luck. If you die, yeah. it's your problem. Um, so the, that would be his home, his 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 thing of helping the needy. Other than that, he's really not going out of his way to to help. Oh, my God. Uh, bat, uh, what, what is it? Justice League After Dark. They actually go to ask Swamp Thing for help and he's like get the fuck out my swamp (laughs) (laughs) not in so many words he's just like I'm not getting involved that's like the the world of magic and man is is yours and as long as you guys don't come into my swamp we're all cool if they come here I will I will defend my swamp and I will defend the earth but I'm not I'm not leaving the swamp to help you guys when this is your problem sorry so Swamp Thing so liked, swamp thing. <laughs> so I, I liked um my favorite was actually Stanley. I mean the Watcher. Um, um <laughs> Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> so the Watchers are literally what their title is. They're the Watchers. Their job is to watch everything that's going on. They've been here since before time. They'll be here till the after the end of time. And their only duty is to watch everything happen. Like TV critics on a on um what was that TV show? The movie three thousand? Oh, um Mystery Science Theater yes. three thousand. That is them. That is their they sit there, they yeah. chat to each other and they are not involved with anything. And if they ever get involved, they will be in so much trouble because they are never supposed to get involved with anything because it has nothing to do with their survival because they're going to survive regardless. So I love the Watchers. They they do not listen. They're here. They show up. Cough, cough, Stanley everywhere. And <laughs> they kind of just... They are never on anybody's side. Even when like superheroes have met them, they're like, "Yeah, this was real interesting, huh? Yeah, this doesn't affect me." Oh, they've only involved when it like directly affects them. Beyond that, they're like, "Thanks for having me. I'll see you later." Be like, "Bye, bye." 
Who else do you have? Um, so you guys have to, yeah, you're going to have to kind of um, humor me on this one. So, like, you had the Watchers, and I have the Guardians. So, again, we spoke about this briefly. Some people argue that the Guardians can be considered lawful neutral. And I I will give you that. They may be considered lawful neutral. But they're assholes. (laughs) Um, Because they're assholes. Yes, they they have their own... (laughs) They they have their own form of government, and it's, it's about... Uh, you have to follow these rules. These are the rules and whatever. But let, let's honestly look this over. So they don't kill the innocent. No, they've actually gotten murdered several times. Um, <laughs> but they themselves have not actually gone out to kill the innocent. They have not gone out to murder anybody. Um, so my favorite one is you shall help the needy if such action aids you. And my favorite one for this argument um is is there um oh my god i was just talking about this doomsday right yeah doomsday attacked coast city destroyed it like he completely nuked it destroyed it and hal freaks out so this is hal jordan <laughs> the green that green lantern that version of the green lantern um Reynolds. he can Yes, he completely flips out, freaks out and everything. And he's like, I, I really need you to bring back Coast City. And they're like, you know what? You are one of our best Green Lanterns. You are just one of the best people in the world. You are honorable. You follow the rules. You do exactly what you, you're, uh, what's needed of you whenever we ask of it. <laughs> but nah, man. We're not because it it really has nothing to do with us, um, and it's neither here nor there. They're dead. I mean, they there was a war, and they know this is what happens with war. There's going to be casualties. Sorry, not sorry. And and so so it's it's as long as it did the war didn't affect them. They didn't betray anyone because they didn't betray Hal Jordan. <laughs> they were like, dude, you know that you know this is what happens in war, you know? People are gonna die. They don't have an extreme viewpoint. They're not saying good, you know, you guys have to be good and we're not bringing them back because they were evil. They're just saying it has no effect on us whatsoever. They gave them the so old we're, shit happens. Not gonna bring- yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That that would be why I will I will completely equivocally say that the guardians are true assholes. <laughs> I mean, true neutral. Sorry, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so who else you got? So it's hard to find people in Marvel who are true neutrals because simply most of the heroes pick sides, especially after Civil War. They have some sort of morality lean alignment, full alignment, but. Yeah. Some someone that I noticed does not have an alignment is Mary Jane Watson. And she's well, not a superhero, but she is definitely a Marvel character. And she is as neutral as fuck. I was like, she doesn't like she, she doesn't, doesn't have any do, powers. Yeah, that is a factor, but it's also even when she what she was aware of Peter being Superman, it was kind of like Spider-Man. What? He was Spider-Man. Wow. Peter wow. Parker was wow. never Superman. Wow. 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 There's a crossover waiting for that to happen. I'm sorry, guys. Yes. So, she when she was aware <laughs> of Peter 
Parker being Spider-Man, even then it was like it only she only had an opinion because it directly affected her. And even then she was just like, just don't die. And that was pretty much her feelings throughout every version of Spider-Man. Whatever you do is whatever you want to do. Don't die. Don't make just it concern you. I don't want to have to deal okay. with it. Whatever your choices are, whatever you got to do, it's okay. Just don't don't bother me about it and I'll be happy. And that's what, it made her fun, but it also made her like really one dimensional because she is a true neutral. So like all this shit always seems like, to happen. It kind of makes her seem like an asshole. He is. Like she slept with his best friend, like oh, two of them. Yeah. She sleeps. She sleeps with whoever makes her happy. Not not paying much mind with, oh, he's a bad guy. No, that was just still her ex boyfriend. She doesn't mind him being Spider Man, and it doesn't affect her. When she dumps him, she dumps she dumps him, and it doesn't affect her. She's with Flash. It doesn't affect her when he becomes a bad. Like all of this doesn't affect her at the end of it, and that's what makes her true neutral because she's just like I'm. I'm okay. I still got my rinky dink job, which I'm really never really certain what it is half of the time. So so basically, she's just after the D. Yeah, man. And I can't I can't hate on her for that. That sounds like the best reason to be neutral. Like my goal is to get good D, whether it's from a good guy or a bad guy, whatever. As long as your issues don't affect my issues. If it doesn't com- <laughs> conflict with my getting of the D, I am good. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, you have one more? All right. Um, I, I have issues with this one, but I'm going to say Etrigan. Whom? So, for people who do not know who Etrigan is, Etrigan is a demon. Etrigan is a demon uh, in the DC universe. Is he the one with the red shirt and the and the blue straps that crisscross around yes. his chest? Hey, I remember yes. him. So there's Etrigan and there's and there's John Constantine. John Constantine, an argument can be made for him being chaotic. I'm sorry, neutral evil, <laughs> like me. <laughs> But there's also that argument. So he, when he's with Zatanna, you can kind of say he's he's more of the true neutral. Um, he won't murder. He won't kill the innocent. See, and the reason why we say he's there's that argument against with, with him being true. Um, I'm sorry, neutral evil is because of that whole he will lie, and he will lie for the mere perf, uh, purpose of. It has to. It, it basically, it's whatever benefits him. Rude. Well, and and that's literally, you know, if if lying helps him get out of trouble, he's gonna lie. <laughs> uh, if it's going to advance him in some way, he's going to lie. Now, Etrigan, Etrigan can't lie, um, but he also speaks in. Well, depending on where you're, what story you're getting, Etrigan also speaks in riddles or rhymes. But most of the time, yeah, he doesn't lie. Uh, if if he doesn't like you, he will tell you he doesn't like you. But he will follow whatever laws he has. So I like that. Yeah. My last person is actually neither a DC nor a Marvel character. Who is it? Jughead Jones. 
And that's because his thing is about getting burgers. Exactly. Yo, son. No, let's be honest. Let's think about <laughs> Jughead Jones. Jughead Jones is a kid who grew up. His dad was rich and suddenly went poor, which is why he got like this okay. extra long name for no reason. But he just goes by Jughead. He There is a, a distinct fight between Bet- Betty and Veronica He's been friends with both of these characters since they were little Archie and friends. And despite being friends with both of them this entire time, he sits there and like, whichever one wants to fuck with Archie is whichever one this affects me not. He's he's also asexual, which means he has no feelings A or B to have loyalty to A or B. Hold up. She is not talking about Jughead from Riverdale. Hell no. Y'all are bugging. We're talking about okay. old school Archie comics. I am a diehard Archie fan. I'm gonna throw this one out there. I have. We oops. we will be we will be discussing Riverdale. <laughs> She's gonna be discussing uh-huh. Riverdale. I'm gonna be discussing how much better the comics are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, asshole. <laughs> I mean, I mean, true neutral. <laughs> But but yeah, so Jughead <laughs> Jones, I'm just saying, I'm saying that's how I feel. Whatever. Okay. As a chaotic neutral. We, we expect we ex we respect each other's uh emotions. And, and Leah's thoughts. always right. And Leah, apparently Leah's always right. Um but yeah, so he he obviously he he avoids lies. He doesn't lie unless it like directly affects his food, him getting food. He avoids. Listen, if I if I tell you you look pretty, will I get my burger faster? And he's done that. There's that girl. What's the name? Cheryl. It's not Cheryl. Um, there's no, it's not Cheryl. Um, the chick that hangs out with Moose, right? Midge. No, no not Midge. The one that chases him, Ethel. 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 Oh my. Chases Jughead all the time, and the only time. Oh my God. She can get his attention as if she makes an entire picnic for him. And when I mean entire, I mean an entire picnic. And guess what? He goes, um, you see the law that says refusing, refuse, making, um, there it is, refusing to um, kill when uh, important to your survival. So he only addresses her when it has to do with his survival, taking sides in a conflict that doesn't affect your survival, <laughs> as long as it involves his food. He's never like directly mean to Ethel. He's just like, I don't really want to deal with you. He dodges her. He doesn't even want to kill her feelings. He like just dodges her and hides in every corner that he can. Oh my God. And he sits there and he's like, but then he's like, but there's no food. And Ethel's there with like an entire picnic, and she's just like Jughead, and he's like, "God damn it!" But there's burgers. This is why Jughead Jones is a true neutral. Thank you, my drive. Boom. You're welcome. We will be here all night, folks. <laughs> I tell you, no. But the last one is chaotic neutral. That one's fun. That's my favorite. I wonder why. Chaotic neutral. 
So a chaotic neutral character follows his whims. He is an individualist first and last. He values his own liberty, but doesn't strive to protect others' feelings. He avoids authority, uh, resents restrictions, and challenges traditions. A chaotic neutral character does not intentionally disrupt organizations as part of the campaign of of anarchy. To do so, he would have to be motivated either by good and a desire to liberate others, or evil and a desire to make uh, those different from himself suffer. A chaotic neutral character may be unpredictable, but his behavior is not totally random. He is not likely to jump off a bridge as to uh, as to cross it. <laughs> so chaotic neutral is the best alignment if you, you can be because it represents true freedom from both society's restrictions and a do-gooder zeal. Chaotic neutral can be dangerous when it seeks to eliminate all authority, harmony, and order in society. <laughs> we're going to go back and forth with these uh commandments so one is you shall lie to promote your Hell freedom yeah. you shall not kill the innocent you shall not murder you shall help the needy if such action promotes your freedom you shall honor no authority above yourself you shall bro- break the law whenever convenient love her <laughs> you shall not I'm sorry. You shall not betray others unless your life is in jeopardy. You shall not aid enemies of freedom or those who promote law. You shall pursue pleasure. You shall promote unlimited freedom for yourself and them sins. So then, and then we have our sins. You want to go first? Uh, Showing respect for self-discipline, authority, or institutions unless trickery is involved. Uh, failing to pursue personal pleasure. Placing fear of the law or duty above personal desire. Keeping your word to appear when breaking your word would keep you out of danger or provide amusement. <laughs> Refusing to exert power over others active or actively sow dissension when appropriate. Uh, following a law when opportunity for mischief, personal gain, or excitement presents itself. Turning down a chance to trick, cheat, or lie for a being of personal to a being for personal gain or amusement. Actively joining or maintaining an ex- existing government, power structure, or other institution for reasons other than trickery, destruction, or mayhem. Actively hindering change. And actively inducing boredom, <laughs> aiding the forces of law and order. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who you got? So, Harley. (laughs) So, Harley Quinn people. And, all right. So, again, humor me. Humor me. Because number five is a tricky one. You shall not honor no authority above yourself. Um, We are not talking about old school Harley. um, Because then the authority she would be um, obeying would always be Mr. J. That was creepy. That was way too well done. Why? Uh, I'm sorry. It's it's um it's a natural thing. Sorry, sorry. So yeah, so she follows the Joker almost blindly, and it's not until she kind of has her own her own comics and she's in Suicide Squad that she's no longer uh following that authority. Even with Suicide Squad, um yes, she ha- she follows Amanda Waller, but she's still pretty much like this is my this is my gig <laughs> and this is what I'm doing. 
in the new Harley Quinn comics, if you've gotten the pleasure to read them. Um, it's all about herself. She even has a band of Harleys that follow her. I love the gang of Harleys. I'm Harlem Harley. Okay. <laughs> There's a gang of Harleys that follow her. And but yeah, so it's it's definitely no no authority above yourself. And she will break the law when it's convenient. Um, and everything is about pleasure for her. Which makes her fun. And, and of course, she, she no longer kills or murders people. Anymore. Just, just saying. Had to throw that in. I said no longer. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about alignments is that people's alignments can change, especially with the development of their character. Um, Harley yes. definitely changed to becoming... Would I say a lawful evil or a, a neutral evil? Because her only job was to really obey um, Mr. J. She didn't really care whether or not yeah. this was bad or good. So she went from a, a neutral evil to being a chaotic neutral, which is a natural change for her. Um, for me, chaotic neutral would be Rocket Raccoon. So if you guys have, <laughs> let's be honest, Trash Panda. let's be honest. If you guys have ever watched Guardians of the Galaxy on um, volume one or volume two, you realize that he is a chaotic, he is truly a chaotic neutral. He is always, he'll do what enjoys, what he enjoys, which is doing a job to get whatever money he does not kill the innocent. If he realizes a person is innocent, he has taken the moment to be like, oh, get away now. You have about five seconds to run um, before everybody else goes down. So, um, and most of the time, like when he was in jail, he, he had full opportunity to waste the entire jailhouse. And he really didn't because it didn't affect him. It didn't really change anything for him. And he was enjoying his time with Groot. Um but as you get, but he's also the same guy who, after becoming a guardian of the galaxy, decided to rob an entire planet mm-hmm. of their most valuable energy sources because Rock- <laughs> because Rocket Raccoon, and that was the only answer we had for why he would do something. Because meh, because meh, and I will I will always say that. <laughs> And the funny part is, is that he was always, he was attached to Groot. And even when he was Groot's best friend and when he was a father figure, he was never the father at Fingers. He was like that fun uncle in every relationship that was like, hey, let's go fuck shit up. You want to get drunk? I'm 16, Uncle Tom. I didn't ask you that. I asked if you wanted to get fucked up. That's Rocket Raccoon. That's, that's that's messed up, man. It's true, but I guess I guess you're right. Okay, I guess Riddler, <laughs> Bueller, which why Riddler? Why? Riddler. Why? Well, so the Riddler is very much about he's he's about his riddles. His riddles, like that's what his pleasure is, and and. I'm not see I'm kind of like meh about the Riddler because I think he would kill the innocent hmm. has he but the question is, is I don't remember now because all right of- people you know what the, the Riddler is questionable and I'm gonna need somebody to help me with this most because of the I, I can't remember 
where he technically killed a quote-unquote innocent is because they were standing in the way of his riddle. Like, he wanted Batman to get in on the joke, and he only and he knew Batman would get in the joke only if he put an innocent on the line. And so he was like... Yeah, yeah but, then he's, but then he's willing to kill the innocent. Willing to, or like, willing to put them in a really bad situation, because Batman usually gets he's, it. He's willing... Because because there's always that possibility of, okay, n- not whether or not Batman will get it. It's that whole, like, oh my god, duh. Okay, I, I hate to use this one, and, and I think the reason why it's it was bothering me was because I tried to block this out of my head. Um, <laughs> the Batman one where George Clooney was Batman. Nipples! Batman Returns. And there was Bat Nipples. Yes. And the Riddler was Jim Carrey. Riddle me this, Batman. And he did kill people. Mm. Darn it. So you know what? Scratch that. I don't have another chaotic neutral <laughs> character. I'm sorry, people. Gosh. I'm sorry. Because I decided I needed to block out because of my own personal trauma with Batman Returns. <laughs> I had to block that out and I did not remember. My bad. My bad. Lobo. You're questioning me on Lobo. And and we had this, we were having this, okay, so we were having this discussion beforehand because we, we like to discuss these podcasts before. Um, and, and Lobo's another one that I think has killed someone I just can't remember. Um, and her, and, and, and of course, Leah's argument is his his whole thing is he wouldn't kill the innocent if somebody has a bounty on them and they die. Well, but well, I guess that depends on if it's whether dead or alive. <laughs> if it's just like, oh, we, we need this person and he kills them. Well, that's fucked up. Um, so, yeah. So Lobo Lobo is kind of questionable just based on the fact that he will kill someone if based on the bounty the bounty says dead or alive does that make that person innocent or does it make him not chaotic neutral he's doing everything basically for his own pleasure he's doing everything for the um the betterment of his wallet basically (laughs) um so his own so basically to get his own unlimited freedom um and but there there's that whole situation that Lobo has had that situation come up where someone has been wanted dead or alive and he knew for a fact that the person was innocent um and you know what in that one he actually went with it and he was like no I'm not going to kill this dude cuz this person's innocent see um but it took a hot minute it, it it really did take a hot minute and I think it took like Batman to convince him not to I think it's because Lobo usually goes with the thought process that if you shoot at me, I can shoot at you. Well, that person didn't shoot at him. This was a situation of like, yeah, um, somebody was being blamed and Batman was like, well, why is this person <laughs> running from you so scared? And and he's like, well, because I'm the best bounty hunter and blah, 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 blah. Well, he um, And it was Batman's detective skills that proved that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't me, but she saw me on the counter. Wasn't okay. <laughs> so, uh, so Lobo, um, 
we're gonna we're gonna throw in a chaotic neutral car, <laughs> uh, category. Oh my god, I can't speak. I'm so sorry if this podcast sounds like completely a mess, but you know, it's, sometimes we have these these issues. Haha. Well, I liked. Um, I actually had a lot because Marvel really, really likes chaotic neutral characters. Um, I know with at least four characters, but I'm gonna address Loki. So okay, yes, yeah. So if you guys have already watched Thor, that shit's hysterical. I I didn't like it totally, but it was. Funny. You cannot discuss it because I honestly have not seen Ragnarok. You suck. Okay. I yeah. So I'll make um, references to the previous- and I will explain why I didn't see Ragnarok. Um, I had a baby shower. I'm judging you. Um, yes, I know you're judging me. So I threw my I threw one of my best friends a baby shower, and if nerds copulate and procreate, the baby shower that I threw is the epitome of a nerd baby shower because uh, it was literally like it's a Jedi and um, everything was Star Wars related. Um, even even her mom got in on it and I, I couldn't even fault her even though she threw in some Rogue One stuff, <laughs> even though I said it was a Star Wars party. But that's me being facetious. Me being facetious. Yes. Nerd. Um, so I was... I was too busy, and and of course, then the the party was all the way in Austining, New York, and I'm here in Pennsylvania. It was a two and a half hour drive, so going there, setting up, come you know, cleaning up, coming back, we were just exhausted. And then we went to go see um, Evanescence. Oh, okay, you're forgiven. It's Evanescence. So I'm, I'm, yeah, it's Evanescence. I saw them live. Our next um, podcast, you better have seen Ragnarok. It will be done yes. this weekend. Um, but yeah, so then I will not address incidences in this recent movie, but I will address Loki in his previous instances in Thor, um, Thor um, Avengers, and all of that. So here's the thing. Loki... Thor. Thor. <laughs> the first Thor. Sorry, go ahead. So... Loki is, by definition, the god of mischief. He His job is to mess with him, mess with Thor, and do what he wants. His goal in life is to become king of Asgard um, in place of his brother, Thor, who is the perfect stepchild, and Loki is the ugly stepchild. Um, and so... When Loki, Loki has at all times kept himself number one. At the end of, I believe, Avengers? No, it wasn't Avengers. The next movie after Avengers, Thor 2. Which one was, what was the name of Thor 2? But Oh, I have no clue. Yeah. The one where he gets the Tesseract? Yes, so when this, his girlfriend gets like infused with it. So in that one, in the end, he quote-unquote sacrifices himself. And even in this situation, his asshole self lets everyone think that he died as a sacrifice to other, and he legitimately never died. And so by the end of it, you see that he has taken the place of Odin um, to become king because that is what he wanted to do. Um, And his whole, every time he helped others, it was always so that he could 
do what he wanted to do. He could get what he wanted. And when things became dangerous for himself or things were not going with along with the story plan that he was he was going with, he switched up real fast. Like, oh, I'm real sorry. I didn't mean to. You're my brother. I care. I just want you to know that I'll always be there for you. And he's like, <laughs> um, you're lying. He's like, I'm not lying. He's like, you're not even here. Fuck you. And that's pretty much Thor and Loki's relationship across all of these series, all of these um, movies. Um, that's my brother. He's adopted. Um, but he always he always is trying to get more power, but he's always looking mm-hmm. to have fun with it. So he's always moving in a way that made things fun for him. Not for everybody else at all times, but it's for Not him. For it. Not for everybody else. Yeah. And even when it came to like becoming king, it was just like because that's what he wanted in the in like the moment. But he's just like, I just want to have fun and I just want to be the one in power. And I just don't want to I don't want to have to be under my brother's thumb. And that's annoying. And I don't want to have to listen to the rules of my dad. So the only way to not have to listen to the rules of my dad is to become king, right? Right. Completely yeah. logical. Right. That makes sense. In his Loki mind and so that's what he went with and that's what he keeps going with as his as the center of his character so if these if he was a D&D character he would surely be a chaotic neutral and I had a tie between the last two so okay. the last two was the Hulk and Deadpool for two different reasons obviously Deadpool is similar to Loki in the means that he's after his own person after his own game and he's really about things being fun for him he's Mm -hmm. a hitman he doesn't kill the innocent he kind of like keeps taking them under his wing and then like explaining to them why he's such a terrible um role model he's like don't die that's mad uncomfortable for me to have to deal with oh i'm gonna look (laughs) up to you no don't do that that's a really really bad idea i am a terrible terrible person don't look up to me and that's Something he does on a regular basis. He's also seven levels insane of insane. So that's pretty awesome too, which is also why chaotic neutrals. Most chaotic neutrals are usually defined by their insanity, which is a little offensive to me. Whatever. <laughs> Hulk is the other one because he's very he is he caters to his anger, uh-huh. good or bad. And so because of that, it he Hulk smash. That's it. That's what his he don't really care. <laughs> Who he's smashing, if you annoy him, you're getting smashed. He doesn't, like, go looking for trouble so much as he is following his instinct to smash. And he just moves forward with that idea and that um, concept that Hulk smash. That's it. That's his story. Hulk smash. You want to do something? Hulk smash. You're bothering... Hulk smash! Hulk smash. Yeah, so that's... That's why... that's why I think that he's definitely a chaotic neutral in that because even the Avengers could never control him for this exact reason. Mm-hmm. They could control Bruce Banner because he's kind of a lawful neutral. He's like, this is what the rules are, and as long as it doesn't really bother me, I don't really mind helping you guys out. But it really he, doesn't affect you know me being free because exactly. with, with yeah with with Bruce Banner it's completely about his freedom mm-hmm. so 
he might be a true neutral. I would argue towards that just because lawful neutral means he has things that he will obey at all times. But true neutral is like, don't bother me and we'll all be okay. And his job and his because of the issues with his emotions, he has to be apathetic at most times. He has to be as emotional as possible because if he gets too emotional, high or like angry or like sexually frustrated, he turns green. Wait, I was, I was like, wait, is this Angel that we're talking about from Buffy? Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm not saying what I'm saying. I'm saying. You know what? Um, I'm gonna we're gonna put this out here because I'm gonna have to discuss him twice. <laughs> so I don't want to discuss. I, I really want, like we have John Constantine is this crazy character. Mm-hmm. Um, he can be considered neutral, evil, chaotic, neutral. Um, it depends, and 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 I think somebody has even decided that he was chaotic evil. So there's an argument for him on a lot of different levels. Um, so let's go through each individual. Let's go with the level that gives him his TV show back. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Um, John Constantine. One, you shall lie to promote your freedom. Yeah, he's done that. You shall not kill the innocent. He doesn't kill the innocent that I know of. Okay, so and and here's where it gets kind of wonky because he has killed the innocent. He has killed the he has killed the innocent on uh, during during exorcisms, which of course kind of haunts his soul. Mm -hmm. Which so which goes to the you shall not murder. But, but is that in the case of... But he murders demons. But is that in the... Murder, I believe, is in... is By the definitions of these laws, I think murder is separate from killing. So murder, I think, is cold-blooded, like, because you want to... Killing for the sake of killing, while... Well, mur- well murder... I mean, you want to go tech- textbook definition of murder... <laughs> Like okay, hold on. Give give me two seconds. So if we're gonna go with the text textbook definition of murder, the unlawful premeditated killing of one human bo- being by another. Okay. So, so I mean, if you're gonna say, if you're gonna do the argument, it's not considered murder because it's him killing demons. And yes, but it's premeditated. It's. It is unlawful because guess what? What ends up happening is these demons are in the in, uh, in the body of a human being or has killed that human being. And when he kills the demon in that human being. Um, so we've got that. Um, you shall help the needy if such action promotes your freedom. Again, with that whole exorcisms and he's helping the needy. But yeah, he's helping the needy based on his Again, promotes your freedom. Um, he knows for a fact he's going to hell, and his whole go- his whole thing is he wants to go to heaven. That that's one view. That's one viewpoint on it. Um, the other thing is he's a sorcerer and he just likes power. So the whole thing is about power, which goes back to um, when we talk next week about the evil. Um, why he can be put into the evil character. Uh, category sorry um 
You shall break the law whenever convenient. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely does. You shall honor no authority above yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 again, this is that kind of iffy dance in a line one because you shall honor no authority above yourself. He doesn't honor any authority above himself, but he honors the magic above himself. Mm. So is the but magic the authority? Also- but mm, because he honors the magic above himself because it affects him, like only in yeah, the so, way that it affects him. But he has. So, again, it's going to be kind of it's it. He is a very and, and we'll argue neutral evil next week or, or and chaotic evil next week. He can he fits. And I think it's going to be just dependent on who the. uh, who the writer is of his story um what version of him you're getting um will depend because if you have it it, it wasn't the best but if you have keon if you go through keanu reeves version of uh john constantine you would you can definitely argue for the whole neutral Mm. uh chaotic neutral um hell blazer version of john constantine is where we're kind of getting that hiccup on I'm sorry, people. I'm trying. So so remember how I said in the beginning, we do these character alignments because we say this gives you the basis of sort of your Bible on your character when you're creating them. We're not saying somebody has to say, okay, this person is this alignment and they will always be this alignment. No, character alignments can change, Um especially if a character grows or regresses their their unalignment can change. Sinestra started off as lawful neutral and ended up being lawful evil. Um so so you can you can move through these alignments. Um but it gives you that sort of basis of what your story should be or can be based on these are the you know these are the rules of this alignment you know and i fit into this alignment because a b c and d and it's interesting Um, because um there's a sect of there's a division of psychology that focuses on personality and the biggest issue with this is that it is understood within psychology that personality changes is is in a constant flux because personality can be altered by an event um, by upbringing or by um, um, simply by growth. So um, a person be, can become, go anywhere from lawful good to chaotic evil, depending on what happened to their, in their lives. And so there's a lot of issues with the, um, what is the word? The authenticity. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with that one. The word I'm thinking of starts with a V. But um, it's a there's a lot of issue with the authenticity and the um, eligibility of personality tests, um, the Myers Briggs, all of this because everybody, the average person does not really understand that um, personality changes regularly, and so because they took the test when they were twelve and they were. Uh, INTJQ uh, when they were 12 and now that they're adults 
Now that you say this, I think at some point we will have to discuss the personality tests and those Myers-Briggs things. Because Myers-Briggs was, uh, I don't remember if that was not a psychological actual evaluation and that was actually something else. Yeah, so we can, next time. We're we're going to have to discuss, yes, (laughs) next time on GFT we'll discuss Myers-Briggs. But you're exactly right. And and we discuss personalities and we discuss... um, all of this because we come from especially with both of our um you know daily jobs we come from a trauma informed perspective um leah is dealing with children in foster care and she is very much dealing with the trauma that um can inherently cause uh personality disorders um and that can cause different um psychological dysfunctions um disorders i'm sorry i didn't mean mm-hmm. dis- dysfunctions so psychological disorders um as a family-based therapist we come from a trauma-informed situation so we're not doing trauma therapy per se but we're going okay listen we can see how this trauma causes you know this this kind of like waterfall effect to happen Facts. And and we go through these alignments. These alignments are supposed to be fun. They really are. And again, we use them for for the mere fact of it's just a different type of, uh, it's a different modality, a different type of treatment for therapy. Um, but yes. So, oh my God, I kind of. I'm sorry, everybody. I kind of just like spazzed out in the middle of that <laughs> sentence. And, and we're lucky it didn't go into a timey-wimey, you know, <laughs> sort of Ooh. circular. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, guess, I'm guessing we're really glad we didn't do this on YouTube because everybody would see my weird hand movements that I That's do so in awesome. the middle of um, So I think we'll go for it. We'll leave this as it is right now. And next week we pick up on the evil characters and then we will be moving on to other stuff um it's been a while we're really sorry we've been just just life happens and sadly enough i also have had um yeah i i will honestly take all the blame for almost missing a whole month based on the fact that um again i'm kind of running behind on a whole bunch of different projects um and I'm working, we're supposed to work in pairs, and I've been working by myself since July. Um, and it's kind of snowballing for me right now. Oh. So I, I am completely overwhelmed. And I will admit it. So we will talk to everybody next time. Please feel free to reach out. Leah, how can they speak to you or reach out to you? Find me at LFB. I'm everywhere at that name. So find me. I'm LF. B as the buzzer, add an extra E if you're going on Twitter, take away the E if you are going on Twitch or Instagram and or on our handy dandy Facebook page. Uh, That's facebook.com backslash geeks family therapy. Thank you. I did it. Um, You can... Yes, you did. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KatMFT, so K-A-T-M-F-T. And then, of course, you can find us both on the GFT uh, Instagram page, which is GF Therapy. 
Um, and you can find us also both on Twitter, which, oh my God, I can't remember our Twitter page ever. I don't know why I never remember it. Because you're terrible. Terrible, terrible. I'm person. a horrible person. I, 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 I honestly am horrible with social media. I will admit it completely. I I honestly leave a lot of it just to Leah. Yay! She, she's Oh yes. Um did we so talk it, about that? Oh, at yeah, Geeks Fam Therapy. <laughs> what did we what did you want us to talk about? Our IG. Yes. So our Instagram is pretty new and I will I'm gonna yell at Leah in a little bit because the last person to post anything on that was me so i did an actual like photo dump on it and there hasn't been it hasn't been touched since sorry not sorry so so there's only about 13 posts um we're working on it i think at some point i will yeah i'm gonna actually take a picture of my where i sit when i do this podcast so you guys can see where i'm kind of where my my uh mind is at all times when i'm here and it's the weirdest uh amalg- um, amalgamation of crap just crap uh i have copic mar- markers here and my journals and i try to make everything look organized and then of course i have a statue of a dark fairy with a gun because that's me and then i have a buddha <laughs> And my room is um, chaotic. And I, chaotic neutral. Yay. So I think we'll, we'll, I'll have uh, Leah take a picture of her kind of creative creative space. And I'll take a picture of my creative space. And you can see how we kind of just are completely chaotic. So until next time, thank, thank you everybody for kind of letting us ramble on today like crazy. And uh, we'll hopefully see you in a week or hear from you in a week. Okay, and I'll see y'all later. Bye.